We're so glad you've joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. Please take a moment to share your story with us at pastor at relevant316.com. If you would also like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at relevant316.com. There you can select a giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Amen. All right. I love surprises. I love surprises. Who likes surprises here? Come on. You guys, you don't, you don't like surprises? Okay, do you like surprise? Do you like to receive surprises or do you like to give surprises? You like to give surprises. I like to give surprises. I don't like people giving me surprises. So I'm always intentional to be mapping out and making sure, you know, my wife or my kids don't try to surprise me. One thing uh, recently, me and my uh, my oldest, my, my oldest Sela have been doing. We've been uh, playing hide and seek, or or more so, she's been she's been trying to, um, so you know, scare me at certain moments. So she'll try to uh, creep behind me and and uh, try to try to come right behind me and just like scare me with like a boo or whatever but you know as a parent you know parents you know we have eyes at the back of our heads type deal right so I never normally get surprised but the other day the other day Selah I don't even know how she, she was she was very clever with this um normally I take her to school and so I was I was getting ready she was ready and I I, I was believing she was already heading into the car or heading heading to the garage and and so I normally my routine is I get out I get ready and then I come out of my room and then um right at, right in our um, our closet by the door I grab my shoes I grab my hoodie I grab my hat making sure I don't get cold and uh literally I open the door and boom she comes out jumping at me, and I was, I, 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 <laughs> let me tell you, that was the first she got me, and I, and I was shocked that she got me, because she's typically like, man, okay, you tried, girl, but you, you kind of failed at that, at that, but uh, she got me, and she's learning. She's learning how to do surprises. There's good surprises. There's, there's good and there's bad surprises. There's good surprises. The good surprises are typically the ones where, man, you go to work and uh, you're expecting, you know, your whole coworkers, your boss to be harassing you about a project. And you get to work and your boss is sick. That's a good surprise. All right? There's a good surprise where, where uh, you're, you're, you're ready to go to work and, and you have that long commute. You got to go on to, on to the 91. How many of you guys do the 91 to LA? Oh, we'll be praying for you guys. But you, you jump on the 91 and then all of a sudden, you know, you're expecting like bumper to bumper traffic and all of a sudden it's just a clear path all the way. And that's possibly because it's a, a school, school's off or something, right? Then you have other surprises, right? You have other surprises where you are... Um, you have other surprises where you're not expecting, you know, you're not expecting um, your kids, you're not expecting your kids to, to, uh, to sleep through the whole night. Come on, parents. Uh, how many parents relate to this? I see you, Sean Tiffany. <laughs> you have other surprises where, you, where you're expecting and you know your, kid are not, your, kids, your, your teenage kids are not going to clean their rooms. You're going to harass them all day long or all month long or all year long until they eventually get out, out of your house. And you're going to be harassing them with, with, with doing their chores, simple chores, clean your room. Simple chores. Take the garbage out. Take the garbage out. Simple, simple chores. Hey, help me with the dishes. And then they su- 
surprise you with that. Once in the, t- once in the blue moon and they clean their room r- randomly or they, or they take out the trash on an, on an, a special occasion. Um, parents, as I, I'm not there yet, but you know, I, I can guarantee you because I used to do this, you know, they, they have another agenda underneath, right? But it's still a surprise, right? It's still a surprise. I love giving surprises. And um, the thing is that I, I want to land in, in this scripture, Luke chapter 5, um, verse 1 through 11. I want to go through the story of how Jesus first, how, how he recruited his first disciple, Peter. I want to kind of talk through that. I want, to, I want to share with you some of the surprises and the goodness of God, that, that how God blessed Peter and how, how his, through his blessing he was able to bless others. All right? Is that all right with you guys? All right. Let's do it. So Luke chapter 5 verse 1, and it reads, On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, uh, one of those Bible hard names I can't normally pronounce, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to pull out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and we took nothing. But at your word, somebody say, but at your word. But at your word, I will not, I will let down the nets. And when they, and they, when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and killed and, and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. Somebody say fishers of men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. It's interesting how Jason was talking about sharing and, and then Dee was sharing about being a fishers, being, us being fishers of men. And I'm like, man, Holy Spirit, thank you for just aligning everything and making, making everyone who was sharing the word today um, be in one accord. And so um, I'm believing so much through this word. And I know that God is going to convict, as he convicted me as I was studying, I believe that he'll convict you. And so allow me to, to go quickly through, um, through this story and then really hit on the, the, latter, the latter part of the story to just land home. Is that okay? All right. Point number one. Who's taking notes? All right. Point number one. Right now is Jesus in your boat. It's more of a question, but let's take it as a point. Right now is Jesus in your boat. 
because I can't, I can't continue on with, with the story and, 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 and get to the landing point if we don't have the foundation that we can't do anything. We can't expect miracles. We can't expect a move of God without Jesus in our boat, without Jesus in our life, without Jesus actively working with us, without Jesus activating and moving us to, to do the things that he's called us to do. So the question is, is Jesus in your boat? And I pray and hope, believe that today, that you'll be able to receive, if you haven't received God in your life, if you haven't allowed him to be in your circle, if you haven't allowed Jesus to be in your life right now, that today can be the day. All right? So so point number one is Jesus in your boat. And point number two, God's first ask is always simple. God's first ask is always simple. Why do I say that? Because we see as Jesus, as we read in the passage, as Jesus was, was um, preaching to the, to the multitudes at the lake of uh, Gennesaret, you see Jesus seeing, man, the crowd is pushing him back. The crowd is pushing him back towards the, the shore. And he's, and he's like, man, okay, let me take advantage. There's some boats sitting over here. Let me take advantage of this and go on a boat and preach from there. One of those boats, the, the boats that was there was Simon Peter's boat. And so Jesus jumps on Simon Peter's boat, right? So that's how Jesus is in Simon's boat. However, with that simple, he asks a simple ask from, from Simon. Simon, I see your boat is, is, is stationed here. It's already, it's already landed. You've already, you're starting to clean up. But however, do you mind pulling your boat a little outside of, uh, 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 off the land? So that I can preach. It's a simple ask. He didn't ask Peter, hey, Peter, take me all the way, this random stranger, take me all the way to the sea and so, so that we can hang out or that, or that you can, you can, you can um, hang out with this person that you don't know. He didn't, he didn't ask Peter of that. He said, Peter, hold on. I just, I'm just asking you, pull me out a little bit. Pull me out a little bit. Give me, pull me, allow me to to stretch you a little bit outside of your comfort zone, right? Allow me to stretch you a little bit outside of what you're, what you're known and what you're, what you are, what you are used to. So simply, Jesus always asks, when he, when he starts working with us, he always asks for the simple things. He always starts with the simple things. I recall when, when, um, my first, Christ, or God's ask for me as, I, as he was calling me into ministry, it was as simple as, hey, Kevin, I see you doing well in, in, for, in, in a, a for-profit industry. I'm asking you to transition yourself to a non-profit industry and, into a, and, and start serving higher ed and start serving in, in a higher ed capacity and, and in colleges and, and be able to pour into young people. That was his simple ask for me. And the question is, what is God's simple ask for you? What is God simply just asking you to do today? Is he calling you to, to maybe that, that, um, that, that co-worker, that new co-worker at your job that, 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 that doesn't know anybody? Is he asking you to maybe just extend a lunch invite with the rest of the group that's going out? Is his simple ask maybe possibly men? Is he, is he simply just asking you, hey, on your way home, stop by a grocery store or, or a, um, 
or a, uh, uh, a pharmacy store or a gas station, and maybe those who are married, maybe pick up a rose and, 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 and bring it to your wife and, and just show that you appreciate her. What's that simple ask that God is, <laughs> my wife is saying, all right. <laughs> what is that simple ask that God, is, that God is asking you? Maybe in this season of Easter, Maybe in the season of Easter where people are just already open to, to receive, you know, your invitation. Maybe this, this season of Easter, that simple ask is, is for you to just extend and take and grab some of the invite tools that are outside there. And maybe just put your a yard sign in the front of your home or, or, or grab a few invite cards and just, and just hand them out to some of your friends and family. What is that simple ask? Man, maybe, maybe since today is Power Sunday, maybe that simple ask is, hey, come out to the, to the, to the power table and just connect and hear some of our, the crazy testimonies of how God has been good to us as, he, as some of us have been faithful and, 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 and been obedient to going out and, and, and serving the people of Mexico. What is God's simple ask for you today? Point number three, don't... Be a distraction. Don't be a distraction. We see, we see Jesus now preaching to, the, preaching to the crowd and he's in Peter's boat, but we don't hear Peter disrupting Jesus as he's preaching. We don't see Peter taking this opportunity saying, hey, I got Jesus, by my, I got Jesus in my boat. I can, I can hoard him to myself. I can, uh, I can uh, you know, ask him for, for favors, ask him to explain things. I can ask him to, to uh, I can actually more so give him a tour of my boat. You know, he, we don't see Peter doing that. We see Peter just being obedient and, 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 and allowing Jesus to do what he's, what he's being called to do at that moment. What is your discerning, what is your discernment in moments like where God is trying to move? Do you see, uh, are you able to see when God is trying to use you and, and trying to minister through you? Are you able to acknowledge that and discern that? You know what, this, at this moment with my friends um, playing basketball or, or walk, going out to the movies or going out to eat, you know what, I think God is trying to use me in this moment to speak life into them. Are you, are you being able to discern those moments when God is trying to u- work through you and when the times when God is trying to minister to you? Don't be a distraction. Allow yourself to be uh, used by God. Allow yourself to, be, to, to uh, discern the moment of what God is doing at that time. You guys getting something out of this? Yes? All right. You guys jot, jotting it down because we're on point number four. <laughs> point number four. It's okay to, to, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to question God. But in the end... Trust him. In the end, trust him. Because you see Peter in, uh, let's re- in, in uh, verse, verse 5, we see Peter saying, Master, we toiled all night and, and took nothing. But what does he say? But what does he say there at, verse, uh, at verse, verse 5, right? He says, but at your word... 
but at your word. God, I'm not understanding why you're putting me through this situation. God, I'm not understanding why my, my loved one has passed. God, I'm not understanding why I lost my job. God, I'm not understanding why my friend has left me. God, I'm not understanding why I'm getting bullied. God, I don't understand why I can't overcome my addiction. God, I don't understand. When we are okay, to, God is okay, and he, and he receives it, and he wants us to ask those questions. But at the end of the day, he wants us to trust him. He wants, him to, he wants us to know that this word, his word, is true. He wants us to know that he'll never fail us. He wants us to know that he is for us and not against us, as Pastor Scott was sharing. He wants us to know that he, as we declare him, as we declare that he is Lord of our lives, that he'll never fail us. Yes, yes. Do you trust in him beyond, the, beyond our, our own understanding? Do you trust in God? Point number five. God's goodness is not for you to hoard. God's goodness is not for you to hoard. We see in Luke chapter uh, chapter five verse seven, we see um, we see Peter actually chapter six a little bit before we see Peter all you know God calling Peter to go out to the deep end uh, and 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 throw his net out and we see him receiving and and, and getting so much and catching so much fish. We see him catching so much fish that his nets start breaking, right. I mean, he's, I mean, in most cases, when those, when those things happen, right, we tend to be in awe of the situation. But let me, let me share this, this revelation. I believe, I believe when Peter um, first saw this, um, when he first saw the, that, that, his, that his boat got overfilled with, with so much fish, I believe that in that moment, he probably realized that, you know what? This is an incredible moment, but in his carnal mind, he could perceive that it was possible. But it wasn't until, it wasn't until he invited his, his friends, he invited his, um, his, his partners to come alongside and be, and be a part of what's happening in his life, to be a part of the goodness of what God is doing in his life, to be a part of the blessing that God is pouring into him. It wasn't until then he saw the miracle happen, that he, he recognized that God was truly moving. Don't be a hoarder because you will miss the opportunities of seeing truly what God is trying to do in your life and through your blessing and through your gifts and through the surprise that he's given you. Don't be a hoarder with his blessings. We see in um, Matthew chapter 16, we see how how it reads that it says, in the same way, let your light shine when, he's, when God is calling us to be a light. He says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. 
We see in Philippians 2, chapter 4, verse 5, we see, um, you know, we see that, that, that it's, it's all about how, how uh, our God allows us to be a part of what he's doing. And he says, let each of you look not only into his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus. God calls us to be a blessing. God calls us to, to share his goodness. Somebody getting something good out of this? Yes? That's not only me? All right. Point number six. I have, I have seven points. Uh, so it was, it was pretty interesting that Dee was talking about number of completions. So I'm like, yes. I, God gave me seven points. Number of completion. Yes. <laughs> so we're at, we're at point number six. Point number six. Miracles are birthed through your invite. So I was just kind of sharing, right? As, as Peter extended himself, we saw that, that it, was, it was through his extension and, and, allow, and inviting his friends to be a part of, his, of the blessing that God was doing in his life. It was through there that we saw that, that he saw that he recognized the miracle that was actually happening. He saw that God was, that's when he realized, man, there's God, the divine, the sovereign, the, the creator is in my midst. It wasn't until he, he extended that until he saw that. And so I, I, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. Who are the people around you? Who are the people around you that God is calling you to invite in your goodness, in your blessing? Who are the people around you who, who God, is, God has placed strategically, right? Because I, I believe God is such a masterful chess player, just moving pieces all around and, and, and creating so many strategic moves that, that if something doesn't, you know, if, if we veer this way, no, he still had it covered and he's still going to get a checkmate type deal. And, and, I, and I so believe that God is so strategic. And so what, who are the people that God has in your life that he's, that he's convicted you about to invite in the miracle that he's placed in your life? We're, again, we're in the season of, of invitation. We're in the season of Easter coming and we're in the season where people are receptive to an invite. There's basically two times in the year, Christmas and Easter. That people are so excited about being a part or being, being willing to come to church. Some people actually literally call, you know, they, them attending church is, is Easter and Christmas. And so I look at this moment and, and God was just speaking to me this week. And he's like, Kevin, who are the people around you? Who are the people you constantly see? Who are, how about the, how about the person at the cashier's table uh, or the cashier, the cashier at the grocery store that you constantly see and you connect with and you joke around and they make fun of your Patriots bank card and uh, <laughs> they, you know, have you invited them to, to church to experience what we are experiencing today? Have I invited them? No, I have not. I think about, you know, the, 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 um, the, mail, the mailman, or I think about my, the coworkers, or I think about the guys I might be playing basketball with, or, or I think about the, the person that, um, that works at my local gas station. You know, it's just the simplest things. Who are the people that God is, you know, I'm just thinking about um, 
oh, what's that song in my neighborhood? Who are the people in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood? You know, like, literally, I see God is saying, just speaking that, who are the people in my neighborhood? You know, have I actually invited um, my next-door neighbor to church? And so I, I, I see God through this really speaking and encouraging us as we go into point number seven, our last one, and as we land. God always matches us up. God always matches us up to our gifts. Our, our, matches up our gifts to our purpose. You see, it wasn't a coincidence that Peter was a fisherman. It wasn't a coincidence that, that, uh, that Jesus decided, hey, at, at this time I'm going to allow the crowd to push me all the way to Lake G- Gennesaret and, uh, and then actually allow them to push me all the way to the edge so that I have to jump onto Peter's boat. It wasn't a coincidence that Jesus mapped that out. I believe and truly see that as um, I recall some of the attributes of a fisherman, one of, my, one of my, uh, my mentors when I was in college, he took me out fishing and, and, uh, and he was like, and he would teach me so many leadership skills. And, and so this moment he decided, you know what, Kevin, I'm going to teach you something special about fishermen. Some of the attributes fishermen have. And I believe that some of these attributes are so important because they, re, they, they, they tie into what a, good, what a good true leader looks like. Somebody who's willing to, to pour into people. Somebody who's willing to, to uh, step out in faith and, and, um, and, have, and have confidence in who they are. I believe that these attributes would encourage you in that. And so I see I, I, there's no, it's not a coincidence that, that Jesus picked Peter as a fisherman to be a fisher of men. Some of the attributes that he shared with me um, as a fisherman, and this is just general generalization. So, but some of them that he shared with me was a fisherman has patience. A fisherman has patience. I mean, how many of you guys have gone fishing, right? How many hours have you spent out there? Yeah, you, you must have patience. How many? How many catch have you? How many? How many fish did you catch? <laughs> Pastor Richard said zero. <laughs> You have to have patience. As a fisherman, um, fishermen are, have to have a willingness to learn. Willingness to learn. Willingness to, to, to learn of all the different strategies, all the different um, ways of catching fish and the different baits and the different, um, the different uh, I don't even know all the terminologies, but all the, all the different tools to catch fish. Like they have to learn all the different strategies of how to deal with like, you know, the, the current and, and, the, and the boat and the positioning of the boat, all of that. You have to be, have a willingness to learn. Fishermen, ha- third, fishermen have to have respect. They respect the fish. They utilize the best fishing and, uh, f- and, and fishing ha- handling ba- practices of, at all times. Fishermen are adaptable. Fishermen are adaptable. I mean, they deal. They go out into the open sea, and they and and you know what the sea occurs. I, I mean, we just we just dealt with that today or yesterday. With uh, today was supposed to rain, and here we are with some sunshine. We don't know the weather that's going to occur in the in the in out in the open in the open waters. Fishermen have to adapt. Fishermen are creative. 
Fishermen are creative in figuring out the different ways to to capture fish and and to position themselves to to have a great catch. Fishermen, number six, are self-confident. They have confidence in them. And lastly, fishermen, number seven, have, have generosity. Those are just some of the general attributes of a fisherman. It wasn't a coincidence that Jesus picked out Peter and called him out to be a fisher of men. It wasn't, catch this, catch this, it wasn't his education. It wasn't his, his, uh, his, uh, it wasn't his economic, economic stand or, 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 uh, or virtue. It was his character. It was his character. God identified those, those attributes, those characters, and he said, that's what I'm looking for. It's not a coincidence that you are here today. It's not a coincidence that God has convicted your heart to be here today. Because I believe truly that today that God has spoken, is speaking into you and has been speaking into you for something greater. Some of you, it might be in a, in a space of, hey, I'm, I'm asking you for the simple ask. Get outside, just one step outside of your comfort zone. Just one step outside of your comfort zone. And watch me use you to minister to others. Some of you, it might be, okay, you've experienced that and he's calling you to, to now stretch yourself out and, and go, out, go away from the, from the shore and go into the deep end and then he's asked you to cast out the net and trust him that you're going to catch something great. He's called you like, hey, send out that, in, that resume. Maybe I know you'll get that job. Maybe some of you, he's, he's called you that, hey, go out and, and invite your friend who, who's rejected you seven times seven. Hey, this time might be it. Maybe some of you, it's, it's been, you know, that person who's offended you aggressively, so that, that, that's hurt you and, and that's, um, that, that has been against you. Maybe, maybe it, if you allow yourself to be forgiven, maybe if you, if you extend and ask God to heal you in that, maybe this might be that season. It's not a coincidence. God is moving. Whatever he's speaking into your life right now, that he's moving in your life and he's wanting to see that as, as he blesses you, that you can be a blessing to others. It's not a coincidence that we're here today. It's not a coincidence that you're here today, Dylan. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that that um, Brittany, as, as she serves, as she has gifts to serve and teach kids, it's not a coincidence that she has the ability and the, and the, and the training and, and, the, and the attributes to go and minister to our kids' ministry and lead them at a high capacity. It's not a coincidence, Sean, that God has placed you in a position where you haven't had an opportunity to to. Uh, to, to, to be in the career that you want, but it's not a coincidence that he's placed you in this moment and, and that he's, 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 he's grooming you for something greater. It's not a coincidence that, that you're here today. It's not a coincidence that he's called us for something great. It's not a coincidence that he called Peter as a simple fisherman to be the, 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 to be the leader of the, of the early church, to be the leader of the Christian church. And so I want to land here and just encourage you guys, to, as, as God has been encouraging me through, through this season, and, as, and, and even more so as I was preparing for this, 
that as I continue to trust God and as I continue to lean in and as I continue to take one step at a time outside of my comfort zone, that I'll see God's favor and that I'll see God move in my life. And it's not, it's not until then and it's not until I continue to continue to strive closer to him. It's not until then that I experience and get to be a part of the miracle that God is doing in my life. And I just want to encourage you today, believe that your blessing can be a miracle to somebody else in this season. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Relevant Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. 